Welcome to worship on this third Sunday in Lent. Thank you for joining me. And let us begin our worship with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Holy God, through your Son you have called us to live faithfully and act courageously. Keep us steadfast in your covenant of grace and teach us the wisdom that comes only through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord 
who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Exodus. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath, so that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation for those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of your Lord, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in the six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture 
and the word that Jesus had spoken. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The Old Testament readings during Lent are focusing on the covenants that God made with us. A covenant is a formal, solemn, and binding agreement. On the first Sunday in Lent, we read how God formed a covenant with Noah, his descendants, and all living creatures after he saved them from the flood. God blessed them and established a covenant with all creation to never destroy the earth again with a flood and designated the rainbow as a reminder of this covenant. On the second Sunday in Lent, God promised Abraham and Sarah that he would, they would have a son, and they would be ancestors of a multitude of nations. This covenant was not just with Sarah and Abraham, but with their offspring throughout the generations. In our Old Testament reading today, God gives us the gift of the law, the Ten Commandments. These commandments are God's way of showing us how to extend God's love and mercy to everyone. Following these commandments are an important part of our baptismal call. Now, we have all had experiences with covenants in our dealings with others. Sometimes a covenant is called a contract. It involves an agreement with at least two people, where there is an offer and an acceptance. I'm sure some of us have had covenants or contracts that have been broken. Sometimes these broken promises end up in a court system. But these are human covenants. They are not like the covenants God made with us. Divine covenants are established by God alone. They are offers given to us by God. These covenants are binding with or without our acceptance. Once God gives us a covenant, nothing can break it. Today, the covenant God gives us is the Ten Commandments. God is showing us that we can live in community with each other, by following these commandments. Our lives together will grow stronger when we base them on honesty, trust, and respect for people and property. That is why Jesus became so upset that day in the temple. He saw the dishonest dealings and the lack of respect for those who wanted to come worship God. Instead of welcoming them into the temple, they were given man-made rules on how to worship, rules that cost them money, money they did not have. The money changers and the people selling the animals were taking advantage of well-meaning people who were told they could only worship God through sacrifices. They thought they had no choice but to spend money on these things. These exchanges of money for sacrificial animals were covenants made by humans, not God. Jesus wanted the people to know that the temple building was not the true temple. The true temple was Jesus Christ. Jesus was the only sacrifice these worshipers needed. 
The only way people would find new life would be through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. These people could not buy God's acceptance through purchasing animals and making sacrifices. God was giving them all they needed in Jesus Christ. Jesus was God's free gift to all people. John's gospel portrayal of Jesus at the temple is far from the mild-mannered Jesus we read about as he goes through the countryside healing and teaching. On this day, Jesus is mad. He knows how the people are being taken advantage of, and he wants it stopped. In John's gospel, this disruption of temple business happens early on in Jesus' ministry right after he has chosen his disciples and been with them at the wedding at Cana, where he turned water into wine as a sign of his power. John may have chosen to include the cleansing of the temple at the beginning to establish Jesus as determined to make people understand his mission. This sets the tone for what is to come. There was a saying that was popular a few years back. What would Jesus do? Well, I saw a meme on Facebook the other day that said, whenever someone asks you, what would Jesus do? Remind them that freaking out and flipping tables is a viable option. Jesus did not hold back that day and definitely got the attention of all who witnessed his disgust at the way humans were taking what God had given them, and profiting from it at the cost of others. God has given us many covenants, but unlike a human-designed covenant, there needs to be no acceptance for it to become binding. What God offers us is given to us with no stipulations. God does not wait for human acceptance. The covenants are given to us and will never be taken away. God gave us Jesus Christ. God did not say, I offer you Jesus, will you accept him? No. God said, here is Jesus. God will sac Jesus will sacrifice himself to give you forgiveness of your sins and the promise of life eternal with me in my kingdom. Jesus has come to bring you closer to me. So how do we re react to those words from God? Most of the time, I believe we are very grateful for what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. We are willing to accept all God has to offer. But I believe we all have times when we are unsure of where Jesus is in our lives. We have times when we struggle with our faith. It is in those times we can remember that our covenant with God will not be broken. God offers us unconditional love and grace. There is nothing we can do to earn it. It is a free gift. God will not take us to court because we have broken our covenant with God. Because God expected nothing from us when he gave us the covenants. God expected nothing from Noah when he promised to never flood the earth again. 
God expected nothing from Abraham and Sarah when he gave them a son. Then God gave us the Ten Commandments. According to Martin Luther, to break one commandment is just as bad as breaking them all. Our sinfulness remains evident in all we do, and that is why we need the redemptive power of Christ in our lives. God gave us the commandments to show us what is possible for God's people, but all the time knowing we will fall short. Just like Jesus was trying to tell the people at the temple, we need more than sacrifices. We need Jesus Christ. Amen. Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. There is no God before you. 
Purify the faith of your church, that your people place their trust in nothing beside you. Your name is holy. Guide your church, that in every situation, your people's words and actions honor your name. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. The heavens declare your glory. Renew your creation. Provide leaders in the struggle for clean air and water. Protect creatures and crops that rely on healthy ecosystems. Give all people the willingness to repent when our way of life pollutes the earth and skies. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Your ways are wiser than human wisdom. Fill leaders with your peace and mercy. Your law defends the vulnerable. Work through legislatures, judicial systems, and law enforcement to protect the well-being and freedom of all. Be with those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You are stronger than human strength. Protect those who are vulnerable and give courage to those who are suffering. We pray especially for those affected by COVID, those listed in our bulletin, those we carry in our hearts, and those we name aloud. Zach, Maggie, Meyer, Tracy, Keith. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You call us to proclaim Christ crucified. Give clarity to this congregation and our leaders. We ask you to be with our congregation council as, be, as they begin their year together. Help them to discern what is best for our life and for those we reach out to beyond our walls. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. The cross of Christ is your power for all who are being saved. Thank you for all the martyrs who witness reveals the power of the cross. Give us the same trust in life and death. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We entrust ourselves in all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.